Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, aka Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Welcome back. I hope you're well. I'm writing this in front of the van on a steamy summer day. Today, we continue working our way through the Bibliotheca. We are up to Chapter 6 of Book 1. Again, I'm working from the Fraser translation. In the last chapter, we learned the story of Demeter, but enough about her. Earth is angered by the Titans, so she gives birth to the giants. Some say they were born in flagre, others say Pelini. They have long hair and beards and dragon scales where their feet should be. They like to throw rocks and burning trees around. The biggest are Porphyrion and Alcianus. Alcianus is immortal as long as he stays on his home turf. Now, the gods check with the oracle, doesn't matter which one, who tells them that the only way to defeat the giants is with the help of a mortal. No problem. Zeus tells Dawn and the moon and the sun not to shine and then sends Athena to fetch everyone's favorite hero, Heracles. Fraser insists on using his Roman name of Hercules, but since this is a Greek text, I am going to call him Heracles. Heracles shoots Alcianus with an arrow, but the giant is on his home turf, so it's only a flesh wound. So Heracles drags the giant off his home turf, and then Alcianus finally dies. But Porphyrion is not going to take the death of his brother lying down. He goes after Heracles and Hera. And Zeus, asks that he is, is not particularly helpful. He uses his god magic to make Porphyrion lust after Hera, and it isn't until mid-assault that of the goddess that Zeus calls his... Let me try this again. It isn't until mid-assault of the goddess Zeus calls his wife that he shoots Porphyrion with a thunderbolt while Heracles shoots him with an arrow. It's infuriating what Zeus does. Um, at, at least according to this author, that's what happens. There are others say that it's Apollo who shoots the arrow, but that wouldn't be keeping with the oracle that says it has to be a mortal. And Apollo is a, is a god. He's not a mortal, and Heracles is. Nonetheless, like I said, infuriating because Zeus continues to prove that he is toxic masculinity at its worst. But back to the battle. With help from Heracles, the other gods slay the rest of the giants. Enceladus tries to flee, but Athena picks him up and throws him to Sicily. And she flays Pallas and wears his skin as her aegis, which is lovely, uh, to stop Polybides. Poseidon breaks off a piece of the island Nisirum and throws it at him. <laughs> Even the fates join the fray. None of the Olympians are willing to go down without a fight. But they are victorious. Of course, because we wouldn't get the rest of our mythology otherwise. But Earth, however, eh, she's still angry. And with Tartarus, she gives birth to Typhon, a monster who is part man and part beast. He is the biggest and baddest of all the monsters Earth has mothered. His head touches the stars, and his hands reach all the way from the east to all the way in the west, and they are covered with a hundred dragons' heads, which just seems unwieldy to me, but hey, I guess if your hands are that big, they can accommodate 
a hundred dragon's heads. In place of legs, he has vipers. He's covered with wings, which also I don't get how that's useful, but he is. And the dude refuses to brush his hair. He tries to overtake Olympus too, which is more frightening than the other giants trying to do it. The Olympians, they actually run away to Egypt where they turn into animals, which is an interesting detail given what the Egyptian pantheon looks like. Hmm, maybe they're all related. But Zeus keeps fighting, throwing thunderbolts at Typhon and coming close to striking him down with an adamantine sickle. I'm guessing it's the same one dear old dad Kronos used to castrate dear old Grandpa Sky. Then they get into a wrestling match, which doesn't go well for Zeus. Typhon manages to remove all of his sinews, and your muscles just don't work that well if you have no sinews to attach them to each other or to your bones, even if you are the king of the gods. But Hermes, that god of thieves, manages to steal them back and return them to their home in Zeus's body. Whereupon, of course, Zeus regains the upper hand and chases Typhon away to Mount Nyssa, where the monster regains his strength. Then they fight until they reach Thrace, where Typhon picks up a whole mountain and hurls it at his enemies more than once. But eventually, Zeus prevails by throwing Mount Etna on top of him. And that's why Etna is so big today. And that's why it's a volcano. It's a result of all of the thunderbolts Zeus threw in the fight. But enough about that subject. Yes, that's how the chapter ends. I will read the direct quote from Fraser. So much for that subject. And so much for this episode too, I guess. Um, I'm not sure I have much to expound upon that I didn't already touch on. Zeus being an ass, for example. What do you think about the battles in today's chapter? What do they say about mankind or human history? Pop over to the blog and share your thoughts. It's at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes, depending on your platform. You can find the link to my Patreon in the show notes, too. No pressure. Our next episode will be Terence's Hutan Timoru Menus. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.